0: All right, how you doing, Jordan?
1: Doing good. I got my new ring light, my new microphone. Les asked me if I was starting in OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they would uh, they would bang
0: your door down for that, Jordan. <laughs> Biscuit, look lively. We're on a show here. Come on, Basquack. Biscuit, Biscuit's my producer, and she's asleep on the show. It's terrible. Um. So, uh, so one of the things that I thought of this morning was that, uh, and I'm, I'm looking, I could, I'm looking at a different screen, by the way, I can still see you. Yeah. But I, uh, I was thinking, you know, we were going to do Monday through Thursday, but the thing is, is that we record them the afternoon before just like business daily. So you might as well do Friday. We might as well do Tuesday Friday. to Friday. No.
1: Yeah, because we won't want to record one over Sunday. I don't think.
0: No, but we don't want to. <sighs> Hold on. <laughs> It's is this so hard. Tuesday through well, Friday. Math was never my, my great point. So just do Tuesday through Friday.
1: Right. Unless we, unless we record the Friday one for Monday. But I don't want to work on Friday. See, that's the thing. So why don't we just
0: not publish one on Monday and then just pub? We're talking about recording and publishing. It's kind of like 24 hour pre sale. We got, you know, we're talking about two different things. So let's let's talk about publishing the podcast. I'm so glad everybody gets to <laughs> gets to be in on the strategy yeah. that should have been decided, you know, probably two weeks ago <laughs>
1: the behind the scenes. Um, <laughs> then it'd be Tuesday through Friday. Okay. We'll record no. on yeah. We'll record on Monday. That one's for Tuesday, right? And We'll record on Thursday. That'll be the end of the week, and that one will be for Friday. Friday, yeah.
0: so we don't have to work on Friday
1: or the weekend, right?
0: Or the week or the weekend.
1: Yeah.
0: Does that work? Yeah. Seems like we're taking two days off. <laughs> I don't understand how that works. It okay. works. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll take your word for it. Um. So, Jordan. Uh, do you remember the beer industry back in 2005?
1: Mm, I was in middle school, so okay. <laughs> so no.
0: So that would have been problematic if you had. Yeah. You're a freshman in, mm-hmm. in high school. Yeah. Yes,
1: here in San Antonio.
0: All right, right on, bro. Yeah, Me too. Right
1: but um, I would, I would love to hear about the beer industry in 2005. <laughs> Well, because I was thinking about this
0: because, you know, we've been talking a lot about spirits equivalency and, you know, threats to the beer industry that have been around for a while and, and bring that Michael closer to you, Jordan. Uh, and I, I feel like uh, there's some similarities and, and some differences, but when when we think about the year 2005, that was a seminal year. There's certain years in the, in any industry that, uh, that are really, uh, make more of an impact than the normal 365 days would. And 2005 was definitely one of those years. And so what happened in 2005? Well, there's several things. Um, there's a lot of things. Uh, one was, uh, uh, the Grandholm decision, which, uh, Changed the way that uh, certainly in Washington State the way beer, wine, and spirits were sold, um, and led to many, many more lawsuits for uh, a decade more, or at least Um, we had uh, there was Hurricane Katrina, uh, which really uh, disrupted the industry, uh, particularly in the Southeast. Um, You know, 2005 was really the first year that I knew of that all of the top three brewers declined in sales. When we think about that now, Jordan, that's, they all, that's not surprising, right? I mean, that's that's just common. At the time it was, it was a huge deal. It was, uh, you know, wow. That's never happened before. And, and the reason was put on, on spirits and also, you know, in 2005 was also the year that Smirnoff ice really started taking off and, and other Spirit branded um, alternatives, as we called them back then, were entering the marketplace. So we were basically it was that it was that era's hard seltzers. Mm-hmm. You know they were they were on fire, not to the extent that seltzers are now, but they they still were a pretty big deal back then. And uh, Diageo and the likes of, of them were were working toward an equivalency uh, play. They were in 2005. They were lobbying heavily. The federal government on the u.s dietary guidelines to include language uh that basically said a drink is a drink is a drink and, and that uh, all three right. types of liquor are equivalized and so uh and not only on that front but they were working heavily on getting sunday sales uh, of liquor uh, which they had uh, in the next 10 years. Very much succeeded in doing. Uh, so, 2005 was was an interesting year. It was also the year that uh, the Atkins diet was huge—a low carb everything. And uh, a wholesaler in the southeast uh, put up a, a sign on the side of a bar on a railing. You know, one of those plastic, cheap, you know, vinyl. Signs that they yeah. make in the sign houses, mm-hmm. you know, in the,
1: in the garage in the back. Yeah, with the little gold rings on each corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gold
0: rings that have the plastic ties that, uh, the ties that bind. Yeah. Those are the t- ties that bind in every dive bar that has a patio. And it's always flapping in the wind. Well, anyway, there's a sign that one distributor made that just said, you know, Miller Lite has half the carbs of Bud Light. Somebody sent it to Norman Adam and he said this should be an ad. And so he rushed it into a 15-second ad right before the Super Bowl and uh and put it up everywhere. It was a it was a PowerPoint presentation, it wasn't an ad. I my my ch- my eight-year-old child could have created this ad and probably could have. It probably did.
1: They just clicked it, was through a,
0: it. it. was a PowerPoint that basically just had the that, that, that those words. Miller Light, you know, Miller Light has a third less. Uh, calories and half the carbs of bud light that's it, and it just showed the you know showed a little graph, a little comparison, and the two bottles and that was it. and Miller Light jumped in share for the first time in like ten years that year and what did what did a b do at the time?
1: They panicked
0: they panicked and so two thousand and five we also saw one of the biggest price wars in the industry that we had seen in years. And and I'm talking premium beer price war, not not the budget stuff. And it knocked uh, several hundred million dollars off of AB's market cap uh, because of the, the loss of margins. It was a very heavy price war. It was also, I think, in results of how spirits were taking, taking share. So 2005, we also got blessed with AB going... Uh, thinking that it had to get into the spirits business in a big way. So that's another similarity with now, because they, um, I remember uh, August Bush the fourth spoke at our conference that year in Phoenix. And he said from the stage that, you know, we're going to get heavily into spirits mainly because spirits are so much more profitable. Um, He was like, he looked at me from the stage. He was like, do you know how cheap it is to make vodka? And I was like, no, I, I, I don't never made it, but, uh, you know, he was just like, it's so cheap to make and, you you know, you don't have to store it cold and you don't have to, you know, it doesn't have a shelf life. He goes, it's fantastic. And so, so that we were blessed that year with uh, Jekyll and Hyde, which was the concept. (laughs) Jekyll and Hyde was an AB's first foray into spirits. And it was really two bottles that were kind of glued together. And one was Jekyll and one was Hyde and you were supposed to mix them. And when you mixed them, it made a beverage that moderately tasted like Jägermeister. So, I mean, so first of all, it tasted horrible. It was just horrible. I mean, (laughs) and then second of all, you had to, you had to do a lot of work
1: to get to to, to, to
0: drink. I mean, it was who knows? It could have taken off but it didn't. And, uh, but what it did do is that it forced a lot of AB wholesalers to get liquor licenses. And so Open the and now they, they've maintained those licenses and now they're, they're glad they're dead, right? Because now a lot of them are in the, if not the liquor business, the at least the spirit RTD business. And then, you know, Katrina also just blew out a lot of, a, a lot of beer and and that, 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 that it was an interesting dynamic of how the beer industry shifted from different geographies. But anyway, that's a whole different story. But when you think of how much the price war that started in 2005 and continued for a couple of years, how how much margin that took away from the top brewers, 2005 really set the stage for InBev to swoop in and buy Anheuser Busch because Anheuser Busch's stock was so it was so cheap at that point that they could come in and afford it. It also diminished the margins of, of the point for Miller Brewing Company and Coors Brewing Company to the to the point where even they uh, it set the stage for them to merge oh so God. that they could improve their margin structure. So, really, 2005 was the big precursor to 2008 when all of that actually ended up happening, everything takes three years, everything you can't, uh, it, it takes, you know, it, it's going to the bathroom it takes three years. Everything takes three years. Jordan. You want to sell a house? It's going to take three years. 2005 was a seminal year. And I feel like that, that last year, 2020, uh, is a similar type year from to 2005. And, and of course, COVID has big play in and, in, in that, but even without COVID, it would have been a, a seminal year just because of the rise of seltzers and, and all the consequences that brings.
1: Okay. So, well, let, anyway, me ask, let me ask yeah, you this. Yeah. If everything takes three years and last year was the seminal year, what do you see happening in 2023?
0: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm barely alive. <laughs> what, what do you want from me, Jordan?
1: I'm just keeping this conversation going, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why is that, Am I boring you?
1: No, no.
0: Biscuit. You, you Biscuit. have all, you have we definitely all put, we definitely put one of our <laughs> panelists to sleep. Biscuit. Come on now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. I, um, uh, you know, we've already talked about a lot of of this, but there's definitely the uh, the compression of uh, of trends and uh, the acceleration of trends that were already happening. And I think, to me, the biggest kind of game changer that's going on right now is the the entertainment uh, options that people have at home. And I just think that. Um, Right now, people are eager to get out because they've been trapped at home. But I think after that initial rush, I think people will be returning to their homes and spending more time in their homes long-term. And and that's, that's going to be the next big battleground for consumer products is how to get into the home rather than how to get behind the bar or how to get in the cold box. Even that, I mean, I'm talking really long-term, I think that that's, that's not going to be as important because you're going to be choosing your, your, whatever comes into your home, you're going to be choosing on a screen. So yeah. those types of things that were already kind of happening, got accelerated and
1: uh, yeah. Well, and you think about how many people over the pandemic did, you know, projects at their house. I'm sure tons of people have their own bars at their house now yes. you know, or built a bar and they just want to stock that up, host, at their own at their own house with you know nice wine they get delivered nice spirits they get delivered or just their own rate or whatever but it does seem like you know people want to host more within yeah. their own four walls than go out to a bar and people are used to it now you know
0: yeah well and and you know i talked to wholesalers that they're Pretty universal that that we have a lot a lot fewer bars. You know, on premise is probably going to be healthier with a lot with fewer. Sorry, God dang it, my core with with fewer (laughs) bars. You know, there were too many to begin with.
1: Yeah, I think, and
0: they weren't that profitable to deliver to.
1: I think when I was talking to Molson Coors last month, they said about fifteen to twenty percent of the accounts they had are no longer there. So yeah almost almost a fifth gone so
0: that sounds about right and boy if you did have an outdoor patio you were screwed i mean even now because i think people are just so glad to get outside um i know that down on grace it's packed just every day on a monday you know at three o'clock it's packed this is an outdoor place around here um biscuit loves to get out of the house right biscuit <laughs> yeah, not really. She'd rather just lay on the couch all day. It's a lazy dog.
1: That's what my dogs are doing right now too.
0: Yeah. Well, so Chanel uh, Gold Coast sends her regards. She had a birthday party. She had to go to.
1: I was wondering where. I, know,
0: I, I was like, you know, you got to commit to this every single day, Millis. Every oh, I will commit the second day. The second day. This is this what number two episode 0102 Do you know how I'm naming it? Try and guess the code. This is episode 0102. What does 01 stand for? First year. Bingo. What does 02 stand for?
1: <laughs> Second episode. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, yes, I'm so Season one, episode two.
0: This is why I hired you, Jordan. I saw it in you from the moment I met you. Yeah. And brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, uh The reason Jen hadn't been on here is because she happened to be on vacation this week, but she'll be back next week and we'll get her on. Uh, she has huge FOMO, by the way. She's, you know, already texted me. I want to be on the podcast. Well, here's I'll have ideas for the podcast. It's like, go. Can you just enjoy your vacation, please? Just, just enjoy.
1: She can't. She's no.
0: She's,
1: she's sending me in articles time. and
0: you know, I love the dedication. I, I can't say that I, I don't love it. But for God's sakes, take a breather. I know. You know? I, want,
1: I want her to enjoy her break. I we do gotta- too.
0: She's 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 earned it. Girl works like a horse. She really
1: does. She works harder <laughs> like than, work. than anybody I've ever been around. Yeah. She just moves yeah. at a different speed. It's crazy. She
0: she does. But but you know, Michael Kaiser thinks she's qualified to speak for women in the beer industry. Oh gosh. She's only worked in the industry for 10 years.
1: All right. Well I'm just I'm just glad I'm not doing this podcast from your icy apartment today if you go back 64 to day, degrees
0: I, is a perfectly acceptable
1: my gosh <laughs> i couldn't do the podcast i couldn't work afterwards because i was just
0: i know you were shivering i was i have a i i keep a a sweatshirt here for millicent whenever she comes over to put on immediately
1: dude you need but, it especially when it's all pretty much concrete in there
0: uh yeah and believe it and, and you know it's so I'm on the first floor and it's so small. My electric bill's like a hundred bucks a month. <laughs> I mean, it's not that bad.
1: Yeah. That even, awesome. at,
0: even at this cold. But all right. Well, we're wasting enough time of everybody's. Let's uh sign off for the uh let's see, this will be on Monday. We're gonna put this on Monday, but starting next week, we're gonna shift to Tuesday through Friday. To Friday. Yeah. As I still don't. I don't comprehend it. All right, Jordan, have a good weekend. And uh, yeah, thank you for drinking beer. You too, Chief. This broadcast is brought to you by the Distributor Productivity Summit, held online this year on July 19th, 2001, where we will bring some experts together from all over the country and from various expertise to uh, talk about the issues that distributors face right now, including uh, routing. Uh, warehouse automation, um, employee retention, uh, tax planning, and uh, cybersecurity even. So we've got uh, a lot of topics we're going to tackle. Go to beernet.com to get more information or call Jessica at 210-805-8006. Look how how excited Biscuit is about it. (laughs) All right. We'll see you there. Thanks.